When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Riley's going to the end zone. Touchdown Eskimos. Adarius Bowman with the TD. The steal by Connor McDavid. 99 points. Looking to make it 100. Over the line. Dish us off. Back to score. There it is. That's 100 points. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. I think Wells got a piece of it and it's a breakaway at the other end. Moving in. Rich shot score off the rush. Chad Butcher deposits home the equalizer. And a Calgary chance spoiled at one end by Dylan Wells. There was the goal that started the rally tonight in Penticton. Chad Butcher, his second of the game, tied it 2-2. The Oilers would quickly add two more to win 4-2 over the Flames to open up the Young Stars Classic with a win. Reed Wilkins coming to you from the South Okanagan Event Center in smoky Penticton. Man, it got off the plane this afternoon, and uh, the smoke almost overwhelming. It is hot here. It is smoky. The visibility is limited. And, uh, yeah, first-hand look at, at what the fires here have been doing in the province of B.C. It's 7.35 in Edmonton, 6.35 uh, here in BC. A little bit more on this game as we move along tonight as uh, we have kind of a combination of a, a hockey post-game show and a very abbreviated edition of Inside Sports which is in this time slot 6 to 8 every weeknight on 6.30 Chad. Tomorrow at 5.30 the countdown to kickoff at 7, the actual kickoff as the Edmonton Eskimos host the Calgary Stampeders the broadcast crew for that game Morley Scott, Blake Dermott Scott Johnson, Brendan Allard and this young man, Dave Campbell. Dave, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. How are you doing? Doing well. It's uh, a little smoky here, too, but I can't imagine how smoky it is over there. It can't compare. So uh, let's just hope that we see a lot of fireworks tomorrow night at the Commonwealth Stadium. The Eskimos definitely need to break that three-game losing streak. Can't lose four in a row. But it's going to be a tough task against the best team in the league in the Calgary San Peters. Well, the best team in the league, the, the, I mean, the best team in the league really well, let's face it, the, the best franchise in the league, I would say, going back to, well, several years. But, I mean, I mean, they won the Grey Cup in 14. They were 14-4 and four in 15, but so were the Eskimos. And the Eskimos had the home game and won the West Final. And then they were 15-2-1 last year and maybe took it a little too easy out of the gate in the Grey Cup and wound up losing in overtime to the Ottawa Red Blacks. So, so they, they're, uh, you know, a, a great franchise with, with great players and great coaching. The Eskimos want to be there. I, I don't think that, I mean, I've been praising Calgary all week, but I don't think anybody's unbeatable. But what kind of things do you think the Eskimos have been focusing on, Dave? Well, I think the start with health, definitely. I mean, I, I crunched the numbers today, and, uh, and and I think they, these numbers might even be out there already, but I just figured I'd just take a look at it again. Um, the Eskimos have been outscored in the first half 69-15 to 15 in their last three games. In the second half, 
they've been out they've outscored the opponent fifty to fifty seven. Now a lot of that has been when the, the game has been, you know, not in question, but uh, you know, the, the starts have been a concern and I talked to Jason Moss about it earlier today and he said we have started slow in games before. That's the issue. The issue is we're starting slow in games and we're down, you know, 14, 15, 20 points by halftime. You know, deficits that are not insurmountable, but it, it, it definitely, you know, it, it, you expend a lot of energy trying to erase those deficits. And more often than not, you're not going to erase those deficits. And the Eskimos, they haven't led in the game the last three games. They haven't done that read since 1971. So it's been a tough stretch. But when you look at the uh, when you look at the game on Monday, and I think you said it perfectly when you joined Charlie and I on the uh, after show. You know, can the Eskimos play at the Stan Peters? We think so, but we would love for them to. You know, we would love for, for everyone to see it, but they don't give themselves a chance lately. They're turning the ball over too much. Uh, the, uh, the quarterback is uh, throwing too many interceptions. Um, the uh, offensive line is protecting. The receivers are undisciplined. The defense. Can't get enough pressure. The uh, the, the uh, you know the coverage downfield is too soft. Uh, they're giving up special teams uh, touchdowns. You know it's it's just been a, been a, a and, and penalties as well. So it's just been it's been tough to watch this team over the last three games. Yes, the opponent has been very good against them, but the Eskimos have not been kind to themselves. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, Moss said it too. We we played the Stampeders and we played the Edmonton Eskimos. Okay, Darrell Walker. I mean, he's the headline, and it's it's interesting he's back for this game because one year ago in the rematch, he scored a 100-yard touchdown right at the start of the game, and the Eskimos <laughs> built up a lead in the Labor Day rematch, couldn't hold it, and eventually uh, lost in overtime. Expectations are high for Walker. Why wouldn't they be? He, I mean, he's around 100 yards a game during the course of his CFL career on average. I think he's just under. Can can fans expect, like, yep, that's Darrell Walker. That's the guy. He hasn't missed a stride. Or is this going to be the, well, you know, he's back from the NFL and he's going to need three to four games. What are you seeing out there? Well, I don't think he'll need three to four games. He might need maybe a half. He might need a full game. He might only need a quarter, or he might not need anything. He might come back, and, and it's so fluid for him. He knows the system. He knows the personnel for the most part. Uh, he knows the quarterback for sure, and Mike Riley. And, you know, this is someone that is coming, I think, pretty hungry. Um, the contract is only until the end of the year, and I think there's definitely a desire for Darrell Walker to go back to the National Football League after the end of the season. You know, but I think he just wants the football right now. He's comfortable here. Uh, it's better than him sitting at home doing nothing and stewing. And he's, you know, I, 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 I've watched him very carefully because sometimes when you, well, a lot of times when you see CFL players come back from the NFL, the disappointment can be really tough for them to shake. You know, and I want to bring up a guy like the, like Jerome Messam, for example, when he went to the Miami Dolphins after a great season in 2011, and now he was hurt. He had knee injuries. He had to, you know, he had to uh, physically change his body because they want him to, they wanted the, him to be a fullback. And up here, you got a, a little bit leaner. You know, it's tough for him, and it's it's tough for a lot of CFL players to come back, you know, and 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 feel that disappointment of not making the NFL team and, and, and having to adjust your body to the CFL game. I look at Darrell Walker and I go, 
he doesn't have to do really much of anything. It's just, just get his mental game uh, wrapped around the uh, the playbook and, and, and the CFL game. You know, I, I wouldn't expect there would be too much of a drop-off. I think it's looked good in, in the amount of practices that the Eskimos actually had this week, which was not many. But I expect, too, that, you know, he might need some time. But I don't think he'll need a, a series of games. I think he might need just a you know, a series of quarters and maybe one or two quarters only uh, to, to really get a- reacclimated back into the, uh, you know, the office of the Eskimos. So uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, his matchup is going to be against uh, Tommy Campbell on the other side. He's one of the best corners in, in the league. And Tommy Campbell's been uh, kind of trash-talking uh, the way of Darrell Walker and, and the media saying, I don't care one bit about Darrell Walker. He doesn't matter to me. And, of course, he was the one that was victimized in a, in a four-yard touchdown, first play from scrimmage last year in the rematch. But after that, Darrell Walker only had 61 yards receiving. So it's going to be a tough matchup. But, you know, it could be one of those high-scoring games or it's going to have to be, be a low-scoring game for the Eskimos. And they're going to have to find a way to grind out points. 7.42, Reed Wilkins in Penticton, Dave Campbell in Edmonton. The Oilers' young stars beat the Flames 4-2 tonight. Three goals in 2.05 early in the third period to come from behind and take control of the game. Dave getting ready to help Morley call the Eskimos and Stampeders tomorrow night here on 6.30. Jed, coverage will start at 5.30. Dave, I mean, I was looking at the depth chart that the Eskimos put out. The, the injury list is still stupid long, but there, there, there are some guys coming off. Uh, give me some names. Who do you think is going to help the most coming off the injured list? Well, first of all, I think this is the first game of the season where the Eskimos have not placed anybody on the six-game injured list. Actually, no, that's not true. They placed Sidney and Rotier on the six-game injured list, but that's more for, I think, um, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it, a, a paper kind of thing or, uh, or uh, you know, because I think I'm, I would not be surprised and I think it's going to happen that Cynthia Rotier is going to get recalled off the six games. There's nobody that the Eskimos had to put on a six-game injury list because of an injury. So let's start there. There's only one guy in a one-game injury list from last game uh, that plays as Danny Grew, the, the left guard. But, yes, they are getting on their D-line, and I think it's a huge. Euclid Cummings is coming back. He might be their best interior D-lineman, even better than Amongo Sewell this year. And Sewell, unfortunately, has been dealing with that rib problem for, uh, you know, ever since he hurt himself a month ago in Ottawa. They get the Quan Bowers back, but thankfully only this one game. You know, that's two big ads to that D-line. You know, when you talk about getting pressure on building by Mitchell, crushing the pocket so that pocket collapses around him, or uh, Jerome Metham as well, that's another factor. Uh, only 61 yards rushing on Labor Day, but uh, he was pretty effective when he had the football. So that's huge. You look at special teams, and the Eskimos gave up that 90-yard punt return for a touchdown to Roy Finch. That really, you know, put the game on its ear. Um, and and you get Blair Smith back with their special teams captain, one of the best uh, special teams tacklers. So that's really huge. And you know, you have Darrell Walker as well. Um, you know, three, four fresh bodies into the lineup. That can make a difference in a short week. Now, on the flip side, the Stampeders are getting Charlton Hughes back, who's still one of the best defensive men in the league. And Kate Bert, uh, Shane Berkman is back on their offensive line. He's one of the veterans. He's going to play at left guard. So, uh, but for the Eskimos, to get two steps back in, in the middle of their D-line. Odell Willis missed uh, a couple of practices this week just to, to get you know fresh and to uh, rest up some bumps and bruises. Sewell was kind of limited, but they're all good to go. All right. Well, hopefully that D-line can get some pressure because it's still tough in the secondary, and no quarterback is above being at least somewhat rattled by pressure. 
And yep. we saw that last night, Dave, with Tom Brady. Oh, I'm sorry I brought that up. I'm sorry. I know you cheer for the Patriots. I, I forgot you cheered for the Patriots. I'm, so, I'm sorry, buddy. You all have your party now because you won't be having your party later. That's that's the thing about the Patriots. What was it, two or three years ago they got crushed by Kansas City? And that was the on to Cincinnati news conference by uh, by Belichick. Yeah. And then didn't did, did they retire? Brady was that the year done. they beat Seattle in the Super Bowl? Uh, I think it was. No, I believe that. It? Yeah, that was the year. You're right. Yep. Yeah, but they the had year. a good year after that is is, is my point. So it, it, yep. anyway, but yeah, hopefully they get, the Eskimos can get the bull Levi. Dave, thanks for coming on because I, I, I know you're trying to uh, have a bit of a Friday night here and get ready for the broadcast. So thanks for making time for me. I will uh, talk to you over the weekend, man. Thanks. We appreciate it. And uh, be careful out there. Okay, no running. No running in that smoke, okay? Yeah, no kidding. No, I wouldn't want to be running in this stuff for sure. Thanks, no. Dave. That's Dave Campbell, the producer of this show and our analyst for our Eskimos broadcast here on 630 Chet. So they'll sign on at 5.30 tomorrow. The game against the Stamps start at 7. Now, the Oilers play here tomorrow against Winnipeg. It's an 8.30 Edmonton time start. So Dave and Morley will keep you updated, and I'll be manning the uh, 630 Chet Twitter account with updates too. We'll have a little more on this game, and you'll hear from a young man by the name of Connor McDavid all when we get back. Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio. 630 Chad. This is Mark Letestu from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. So is that, is that mean? Like, is that mean to have Dave Campbell on the show who's a Patriots fan and specifically reference the, the game last night? Like, it happened, Bob. So what am I supposed to say? Act like it didn't happen? Well, who didn't? This is the weird thing. Like how people were talking perfect season for this team. So much for that. Now that now watch now watch Belichick. What do you think? What do you think Belichick's news conferences are going to be like? We're on to we're just going to mumble mumble through the week. Get ready for the next game. Then they'll win 15 in a row. That's probably how it'll go. What are you doing, Bob? Are you getting ready to watch a game? Bob's going to stream the uh, U of A uh, football game online here in Penticton. The miracles of modern technology. I better make more room for him. I guess. Get the scent. There's a chair right there. There we go. <laughs> you know, watch out for Bob sometimes when you're on the road with him. It's okay. Hey, you know who's everybody's watching? Not just in Edmonton, around the league. Of course, Connor McDavid led the league in scoring. Hart Trophy uh, back in Edmonton today, skating with his teammates, and he was talking about being part of that uh, NHL preseason media tour in New York. Media junket in New York for him. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Look, the NHL puts it on. And, um, it's good media, which ultimately is for the fans, and, and uh, that's what it's all about, so um, you know, it's a good event, uh, just to kind of get some of the stuff out of the way, and um, some of the guys are saying that it seems like the summer kind of flew by, and, but at the same time, it was too long. Yeah, I, you know, it definitely flew by, I guess that's a good thing, um, you know, going, uh, having a little bit of running playoffs makes that happen, and, and that's always a good thing, but um, you know, we're happy to be back, and Sounds like it was a pretty long day. JJ was complaining about 22 hours or something. I was out of my hotel room. I had a hotel on 7.30 and I get back and I was doing about 2.30 uh, anything time. You decide to skate though, and it's, I mean, it's like a reunion out there. Pretty much the whole team is out there. You just wanted to get out with the guys as soon as possible. Yeah, I wanted to be able to uh, get out here with the guys. It's always fun to get back out there with them. Um, yeah, just get a little bit of skate and uh, get to the uh, weekend and get back out. 
What happened with Darnell there? Like he was trying to. <laughs> no, I just, uh, we were just kind of uh, going on that. Looks like uh, Maroon has a little bit of weight. Even yeah, more than last year. Yeah, I thought he looks great. Uh, you know, a bunch of the guys look good. They definitely had uh, a, lot of, a lot of hard work in the offseason. Connor, I mean, the odds makers have you guys right up there with, with the best teams in the league in terms of chance of winning the Stanley Cup. And expectations will definitely be different this year, won't they? And how do you guys, how do you handle that? Well, I don't think it matters. It doesn't make a difference at all. Um, you know, we have all these high expectations on ourselves. I don't think about that even in the first year. We expect ourselves to win. We want to keep on the outside and expect us to win. And, uh, and now we just have uh, people on the outside expect us to win, which uh, you know, I guess it doesn't affect us too much. Uh, Last season, you guys make the playoffs. You win all the, you win multiple NHL awards. Uh, have you, that season, in some way, kind of change as a player? No, not really. Uh, nothing really changes. It doesn't matter. Um, any awards or, or anything like that. And, and uh, I'm just ready to get back at it. Uh, I'm still fun. What did you? Uh... You, what did you talk before? You put a bit of a focus on things like face-offs and small details in your game. What? How do you go about trying to get better at, at winning face-offs? Yeah, yeah. There's so much to do that. It's hard to find guys that are willing to take face-offs. LNG in July. I think it's just going to get big competition ultimately. Um, you know, experience for sure. Uh, getting that chance to go against the top guys in the league, uh, which we do. A fair amount here in the Pacific Division, so um, I'll definitely All right, that's Connor McDavid speaking to the media today after the uh, captain skate, as they call it, at uh, at Rogers Place, and they're skating on the community rink because the big. UFC 215 event coming up tomorrow night and of course there was uh, a big shake up to that because Ray Borg having to withdraw from uh, one of the main events against Demetrius Johnson uh, the bout cancelled due to viral illness and uh, doctors ruling Borg unfit to compete so uh, you know that was a, a much anticipated bout obviously Johnson you know, trying to defend his, his title again, but he's not going to be able to go. So that was a big story and an unfortunate one coming out of that last night. Here in Penticton, the Oilers' young stars explode for three goals early in the third period to knock off the Calgary Flames 4-2. The offensive star for the Oilers with two goals and an assist, Chad Butcher. Here he is after the game. Uh, talking to Davis uh, earlier, he said it was more so what you guys were able to do in that third period as opposed to maybe some breakdowns that the Flames rookies had. How would you describe that? Uh, yeah, I think it was good. Um, you know, we kind of came out a little bit slow to be expected. Um, a lot of us haven't played a, a game in a long time, so, uh, you know, we came out and we're a little bit nervous, but we pushed through it there and started moving the puck around well and uh, making plays, and uh, third period was really good for us. What worked between you, Davis, and uh, Carroll to, to lead to all those goals that you guys had tonight? I think we kept it simple for the most part to begin with, and then, uh, you know, when we had a little bit of time and space, we were making plays. We are all pretty skilled guys, so, uh, you know, we complimented each other well. I know you had a strong season last year, but uh, did you feel like tonight was one of those nights where the puck just seemed to follow you around a little bit? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I try to try to think the game well and, you know, predict what's going to happen before it does kind of thing. So, uh, you know, uh, I think my hockey sense helped me a little bit, but um, and my second time in this tournament too. Um, can't hold on the puck very long. These guys are big and strong, a lot of pros out there. So, uh, you know, it was good. How did you feel about this being a first statement uh, in this organization as a guy on, on a deal with 
with the AHL team? Yeah, it's good. Um, you know, I'm excited about that and, and moving forward here. I just want to continue to make a good impression, uh, you know, and take everything I can from the from the coaches and whatnot. So it's good. All right. So Chad Butcher, two goals and an assist tonight, leading the Oilers past the Flames 4-2. The Oilers coached here at the Young Stars Classic by Jerry Fleming. Well, a win in the books, obviously. Uh, through two periods, things were okay, but in the third period, what led to that uh, offensive explosion? We just kept things simple. We talked about it in between the second and third. Like, let's just simplify our game, try to chip pucks in behind their defensemen and shoot pucks. The greatest players in the world keep their game simple. They just execute simple plays consistently well all the time, and that's what we try to do in the third. How about that line, uh, the butcher line, and Kosh and Maximov there? Did they make a statement, and did they have an impact on you guys? Well, they definitely had an impact on the game. Uh, you know, they were good. They brought a lot of energy and again their compete was uh, their level was high tonight so it was nice to see them get rewarded at some points. Dylan Walls uh, he looked pretty sharp at times he said he wanted one of those goals back but what would you say about his performance? I thought his game was pretty solid uh, you know his movement I, I think that save early in the uh, in the third period, we turn the puck, he makes that save, a great save. We bring the puck back up the ice, we score, it was obviously a game changer at that point, yeah. He's a competitive player. Um, you know, I remember from last year, his compete level, uh, you know, that's what we really like about him. Uh, he's, he was good on draws again tonight, so uh, hopefully he can just build on tonight and continue to get better as we go through this process. All right, Jerry Fleming, yeah, questions there about Dylan Wells. Very good night in goal for the Oilers' young stars who win it 4-2. All right, so tomorrow... Again, watch the uh, Ched Twitter account for updates as the Oilers Young Stars will take on Winnipeg 8.30 Mountain Time at 5.30 countdown to kick off for the Eskimos and St. Peters. The game will start at 7. At 3 o'clock Monday afternoon, we'll have play-by-play here from Penticton Oilers against the Canucks. Producer of the show is Dave Campbell. Studio producer tonight, Kellen Kennedy. Coming up to 8 o'clock, my name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Have a great weekend. Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.